Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Alex, over to you. Hi there. Thanks, Martina. My name is Alex. I am currently working at Google Cloud Platform, doing sales enablement content and automation for their EMEA sales team. Amazing. How long have you been doing what you do? I've been in the digital marketing industry in various roles for about 12 years now. So I've been in the industry for a long time, it feels like. Which is an amazing thing in in digital marketing, which is my absolute passion. And we will get into that another time because this isn't about me or the jobs we do. The format of this podcast is to explore the people that I'm talking to rather than the jobs that they do. So I'm going to move over to our bank of 520 questions where the letter determines the question format and the number determines the question topic of which there are 20. Alex, I'm going to ask you to give me a letter and a number to kick this thing off. I'm going to start with L2. Two is the topic of travel. In this section, I put in what my fond favorite is for this topic. So I've put in Thailand, the beach. And why I've put that in is the movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) that was set in Thailand in the year 2000. What is your fond favorite when it comes to travel? I'm lucky in that there's quite a few to choose from. Don't rub this in, Alex. No. (laughs) (laughs) I recognize that I've led a privileged life when it comes to travel, but I'm going to say the one that came to mind first, and it's Mexico, Tulum, with my dad in 2017 or 2018. I have so many questions. So this is amazing. The last movie I watched is Sicario and it's set in Juarez and I'm completely bastardizing your story that you're about to tell, but it's set in one of the most dangerous parts of Mexico and it's all, were you completely carefree in 2018 in Mexico and Tulum? It was amazing. I have a dad who worked a lot when I was growing up. His main thing was providing for his family and I have a lot of respect for him for that, but it meant that we didn't get to spend a ton of time with him. And when I got older, and he had retired, he started taking trips. At the time, my mom wasn't big into beach trips. She preferred to Mm -hmm. go, you know, look at sites, you know, do the historical stuff. Mm. And she wasn't keen on like a beach holiday. So my dad goes, do you want to come? I was like, heck yeah. My goodness. Is there an itinerary on this kind of a trip? Or is it just a hangout kind of vibe? What, What are you guys doing? My dad and I are on the same page when it comes to holidays. Doing as little as possible the whole time. It was reading. It was lying on the beach. We both have a love of um, pina coladas. So it's a lot of pina coladas. And getting caught in the rain, I'm sure. (laughs) That was a very bad joke. I've always wanted to go to like spring break, which I feel in my 30s now, I mean, what am I doing at spring break with, I'm sure, students? However, I'd see Mexico's sandy white beaches, super blue water, cocktails galore. You said this is quite common with your pops. Is there anywhere else that you got to do the same with him? We also went to Jamaica together. It's an amazing place. I knew very little about Jamaica, but after going, I started researching because it's just got an incredible history. 13 of us went in 2019. But yeah, I can imagine, like, did you read everything you could and like get consumed by all of the history and all of that stuff? 
Yeah. And I'm dying to go back. I'd have only been the one time, but I'm really, really keen to go back. I actually have a friend from Canada. She studies birds and she's going there specifically for her bird program. So we've been exchanging notes. I'm quite excited to hear all about her experience with the wildlife there. I feel like we need to move on out of my envy of your travel there. I <laughs> By all means. <laughs> on that note, another letter and number, please, Alex. Let's go with 018. Okay. 18 is the topic of shopping. And yep. the question here is, were you ever a shopper at Safeway <laughs> Supermarket in the UK? No, but fun story. We have Safeway in Canada. They discontinued Safeway here in the UK. Oh, yeah. Safeway has been around for ages. It's been around my whole life. Morrison's is a supermarket chain in the UK that replaced all of the Safeways. But growing up as a kid, that was where we'd go. And it was it's like a staple, right? And people don't care. And they're like, oh, change and everything. But I feel like when things that were part of your core growing up disappear completely, a little yeah. bit of you goes with it. You're right. Because I remember as a child, like Safeway had its own like Safeway brand products mm. in the store. And they had this very recognizable blue and yellow packaging. So blue with yellow writing on it. Mm -hmm. I remember my grandfather used to buy us these chocolate chip cookies, Safeway's own brand chocolate chip cookies, and they were super basic. They tasted like childhood to me. He'd give us a couple of cookies and I would go, this is terrible, this really mars the beauty <laughs> of the memory, but I would then go and steal three or four more, hide them in my <laughs> coat pocket before leaving so that I'd be able to keep tasting grandpa's house when I was back at my own house. I was the same. I would, um, oh, this is, I don't know how we've gotten here, but I would... <laughs> still sugar cubes from just like the kitchen and this was raw sugar I don't know what was going on there in my life that I felt like I needed a fix straight from the uh the jar we've all been there clearly <laughs> I, I'm sure everyone has their own sort of story of stealing food as oh, a child we can't be the only one so in the green grocers you know they have the open grapes and they have yes. the fresh fruit and you pluck one and you pluck but I just remember getting a bit too zealous with how many I plucked. And it becomes, it's that fine line between trying the grapes to make sure they're fresh and just eating a bunch of grapes and leaving. And I remember getting in massive trouble. <laughs> Martina, this isn't, they're not for free. You don't just take them. I was like, oh, that, that lady's doing it. Mom's like, yeah, she took one. <laughs> That's formative. You learn as you grow up. It where is, the line right. Is. <laughs> Out of interest, the most popular supermarket chain in Canada then, just for the listeners, for us, it would be Marks and Spencer's Waitrose. I'm going to be honest and say that I think Safeway is probably pretty high up there. And then, of course, we have um, my personal favorite, Whole Foods. I joke that it's my Mecca. Like whenever I travel somewhere I'm, that has honestly, Whole Foods, Do you know the one first. in Piccadilly Circus? Like the oh, one? Oh, yes. Oh, I love that one. The big one. Oh, the big one. I go swimming. Like my gym was up there. Then I would dilly-dally back towards the station, stop in there, have lunch, shop around for pretentious lemon, like the whole bit. And then you yep. come back. 50 pounds down with, you know, one oh, bag of shopping. <laughs> Just I like know. that happened. It's yeah. an experience. Yeah. I actually used to work there. <laughs> What's the discount like when you work at Whole Foods? When I was working there back in 2014, the discount depended on your health. And there were four factors. So the discount would start at 10%. And then if you oh had yeah. a good BMI, like it added on 2%. If your oh resting my... heart rate was a certain amount, you got 2% added on. And they oh had, God. yeah, they had four different health factors that you would get assessed on once a year. And if you hit all four, your percent off could go up to 20%. I don't know if I'm intrigued or terrified by this. Do you know what? what? I'm big into health tracking. So I have my activity watch. I like to do it for myself. If I'm working in an establishment where the pressure's on to get my steps in so I can get 
you know, an extra 2% yeah. off of the uh, lentil chips. I don't know how I feel. Like, was that fine? Everybody loved that? Or At the time, <laughs> it's prob- it probably does not fly anymore. I mean, I loved it because I got the high <laughs> discount. So I was very happy. I was just pleased to be getting a discount on this. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I'd be in my ivory tower on my high horse, like, with my low heart rate (laughs) (laughs) but the other awful thing was that when you were an employee and you rang a fellow employee out you would tap their discount card and see what percentage off they had so you sort of knew that you know (laughs) this is so exclusionary I love and hate it I can imagine yeah a world where where that's the case Oh yeah, you just got everyone sort of Apple Watch data plugged directly into the system. And now, wow, interesting that Alex mentioned the Apple Watch there because Google has purchased Fitbit, haven't mm-hmm. they? What side of the activity tracker are you on personally? Are you an Apple or an Android? I actually use a whole different one called the Whoop Band. Oh my, you're so alternative. <laughs> I love it. I follow quite a lot of like holistic health podcasts and things like that. And it was supposedly the first band used by Navy SEALs and stuff like that. And it's supposed to have a bit more. Oh, that's proper. <laughs> Navy SEALs. More... I know. I want the highest octane watch that y'all could do. Know, watch but, y'all but yeah, I know. <laughs> and I have several friends who also use them, but they're like cyclists who go out six times a week. Mm. They're like, ooh, my recovery is not great, but I did six hours yesterday. And I'm like, my recovery <laughs> is awful. And I did I'm nothing from the couch to the kitchen so. and the whoop set. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually had friends go, why do you bother? You really don't need this band. But No, we're kindred spirits in that way. Like I always get the highest octane yeah. thing of, and then use one part of it. I bought a DSLR and some years ago and I was like, right, I'm going to do you know, my video plug. And I bought the professional lights and I turned the spare room into this whole recording thing for about one episode. And then I'm looking now at the camera gathering dust and I'm like, why don't I just use my phone on a tripod? But that's it. I've cancelled my Whoop subscription several times and then resubscribed. <laughs> uh, so it's a bit of a on and off relationship. But anyway. Yeah, so it's, you know, it is what it is. Alex, it's been hilarious. I'd love to ask you for the final letter and number combination, please. Let's go with D20. 20. Okay, so 20 is the topic of taboo. And the question here for D is, did you ever jump over the turnstiles at the tube station? No, absolutely not. I am a law-abiding citizen (laughs) 99% of the time. So she'll judge you on your BMI, but she will tap in to catch that train, honey. (laughs) I'm intimidated by authority, so I will not. I feel like if you were in law enforcement, you'd be the judge with a gavel behind some podium. (laughs) To be fair, this is going to date me, but when we used to go to clubs and you get stamps on your arm. Mm, oh my God, <laughs> I remember the days. And, oh my God, Martina, the type of thing where you'd wet the stamp and then press your arm against someone else's to sort of oh my get God, the stamp on your Yeah, it's a little <laughs> Canadian thing that we used to do. But now everything is like biometric to get into anywhere. I don't know how we managed before. It was meeting a group of friends and we were like, we'd meet here at like 6 p.m. and then everybody would just get there. There'd be no mobile phones right now. Yep. If I walk out without my phone, I'm damned for the day. I can't find anyone. Everything's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Or is this just me? It's terrifying. The sheer panic I feel when I don't know where Honestly, my phone is. Is that because in part, like my life is in my phone. Like everything's in there, right? Like there's not, we don't separate things. So if you lose that thing, that's your everything. Absolutely. I mean, anyone who's lost their phone will will know what a pain it is. Yeah. To, yeah. to get everything back, especially before, you know, backing up to the cloud was a thing. 
But like you just said, we used to do fine without them. I kind mm. of like the idea of shutting it all down. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because we need it to keep up these days, really. Like mm. you, you, you hear people doing these experiments going back to what they're calling dumb phones. So not you know, with no internet. Yeah, like the Nokias, the flip phones. Exactly. Kind of yeah. And I, I've considered doing that. But then it was almost depressing to me how quickly my brain was like, yeah, but then how will you get around? You won't have maps. <laughs> Right. This is it. How do you call an Uber, Alex? I mean, I need an Uber from time to time. I think these are very reasonable Mm. objections and considerations. They make me feel so, I guess, dependent. It's interesting that we are becoming more and more, or at least it feels like we're getting more dependent on our technology. I mean, pros and cons, you know, pros Pros and and cons. cons. Maybe the lesson here for us all is to maybe take a little bit of time away from tech Mm. and refresh. And as much as we love it and we work in it, we exist outside of it, which is the sole reason for Textroverts as well. Thank you so much for that, Alex. I feel like we've been through quite the journey there. The end of the episode always marks what I call sage advice. I would love to ask you for some advice to give back to the people listening about how you got to where you are today. Be curious. Just always be curious and mm-hmm. manifest that curiosity. I found that doors started to open for me when I was, you know, I would ask people, how do you do that? Why do you do that? Why is that important here? You'd be surprised how many people are more than happy to share their knowledge, share their experience, Mm -hmm. share their background. So in my mind, it's really learning from people who have more experience than you. And I had so much fear. And I believe that everyone would just think I was stupid if I asked questions, especially people who are more senior than me. Mm -hmm. And when I finally Mm -hmm. did start asking questions, so You've got much. answers. Yeah. Yes. And I was so much more able to connect the dots and be strategic. And I shouldn't have let being afraid of people keep me back for so long. Um, I love pe- that. People I are amazing that. and they just want to help. Alex, that is fantastic advice. I think it's really useful and kind of you to share. I really appreciate you spending this time with me and letting us get to know you a little better. So thank you for your time today. Thanks so much, Martina. It was a real pleasure. Oh, amazing.